This is The Spot, a BYU-Idaho radio production where we talk about what you're talking about at BYU-Idaho. Today's hosts are Colin Dupuis, John McSwain, and a special guest and academic advisor here on campus, Jailton Farias. The views and opinions of this podcast are not that of BYU-Idaho radio or the university and are solely the opinions of the hosts. We're talking today about the best flow of classes and um, really um, how many credits is really recommended to take in order to work. So, Colin, have you ever had an experience where, you know, you're taking a lot of credits and you either question if you should work or you feel like, hey, yeah, this is a comfortable enough credits where I can take on a, a job or two. Yeah, for sure. Um, this is now my senior semester, so I've done this a couple times. Nice. That sweet spot is always 12 credits for me. And that's me working part-time on campus. Rarely have I ever worked more than maybe like 20 hours a week. Usually most campus jobs will have you working part-time, usually three hours a day, five days a week, roughly. Sometimes it changes. But with a schedule like that, I've noticed 12 credits is a really good medium where I'm not constantly busy, but I'm pretty steady. Got got homework to do. A lot of it, too, depends on your classes, but I think 12 is that sweet spot. I've done 13, maybe sometimes 14, but sometimes it gets a little busy. If you can keep it at 12 while working part-time, for me, that's been perfect. Nice. Yeah, I... I agree to that. Uh, this is my first semester actually working. Um, so it was. It started off at 12, but then it just went up 1, 13. Right. And I, I, I felt like, you know, that was a comfortable uh, range for me to, you know, have credits and still work. Uh, Jailton, can you just tell us, like, I mean, you've probably had experience with students coming in and asking you the recommended credits, right? Um, Can you just tell us your title real quick? Yeah, so I'm an academic advisor in the Korean Academic Advising Office. Yeah, so I've been working there for three years. So, yeah. So you know your thing. (laughs) Give give us some advice, like, you know, what you think is the... um, you know, I guess comfortable or, you know, right amount of credits to uh, register for and still be a full-time or part-time student. Sweet. Yeah, technically to be a full-time student, you have to be taking at least 12 credits. So if you want to keep that status and if you need that for like scholarships and stuff, you just have to make sure you're taking 12. But like you guys said, um, I usually suggest students to go up to like 14 max if they have a job. Um, like you guys, I have a part-time job on campus, and I usually take a little bit more than that because I'm used to it, but I usually don't recommend people taking 16 credits, even though I've done it in the past. So it's a lot about knowing yourself. Some students, they do, they thrive having a part-time job and taking 16 credits. Some others, doing 12 is just enough. So it's a matter of knowing yourself. So you can do like a semester test kind of thing like hey this semester i'm going to sign up for 16 credits and have a 20 hour a week job and if it's too much then as long as you're paying attention to the deadlines you can drop those courses and then keep like 12 and see if that's that's the best scenario for you yeah because i've i've i think it was last semester um i was at 13 credits 
and I had done it before and I was, I did literally just done it the semester before. Um, and I was like, I think I can do it. But the classes that I was just taking at the time, they just didn't mesh super well. Um, and eventually I just had to drop one and it put me down to, you know, um, technically I was at 13 credits. So at that point I was at 10. So I was a little bit under what's normal. It was actually my off track anyways. It was a, a fall semester. So it, it worked out in my favor. It worked out just fine. But um, it does depend a lot of times on the classes as well. Uh, I think you would agree. It really does depend on your ability to take the classes and what you feel like you can handle. But just, I'd say even be aware of the classes because they may require a little bit more from you um, than other classes. It just depends on the teacher and what you're taking. Yeah, and like one thing that I usually don't suggest students to do is be a full-time student and a full-time employee. That's really scary. I've known people who did that, yeah. but Same. they're usually crazy busy and it's like a super stressful situation. They're usually working nights and that's exactly. tough. I've heard, I've, I mean, I've seen students that they take like 16, 17 credits and working nights. And I'm like, you know, if you can thrive in that, but it's just, I feel like that can eventually take a toll on you. I don't know. It depends on how much it's worth it, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. I, I definitely agree to that. Um, I feel like I've ran into a couple people where they're telling me they're taking 17 or more <laughs> credits I'm just like, I'll pray and for you. still working. I'm like, how? <laughs> why? Like, why and how? Um, because was it the full, the max amount of credits you can take is what, 21? Yep, 21 is the maximum. I just really can't imagine doing 21. I can't fathom I, that. Why? Like... I, I get it. Like you're trying to complete, you know, right. your semesters and get the, uh, you know, your major or whatever, you know, your bachelor's, your degree. Uh, but I just think you, you can overwhelm yourself really quickly. Right. Have you seen any students come through that are like, I want to do that? I want to do the full amount? Uh, I did. And then I saw their grad planners, for example, and it's like 21, 21. I was like, um... Is this your actual plan? I hope it's not. <laughs> I hope it's not. <laughs> My goodness. I was like, I'm sure you've seen it at least once or twice, but I was like, oh, man, you'd love to meet those people. I'm like, wow, how are you so different from me? <laughs> it's oh. like, you're a little psychotic. <laughs> it's like, what are you that's, doing? Yeah, that's wild to me. Yeah. yeah. So what are um, the jobs, I mean, in your experience that you feel like you – can take on like is it more on campus jobs or like anything in a community anything closer or yeah I, what honestly, do you recommend i should say try to get a campus job if you can um depending on when you like to take classes there's some jobs in campus that are really hard like early morning custodial it's tough but you get done at, i think at like seven o'clock in the morning yeah seven thirty in the morning and then you pretty much have your whole day open for classes you made your money in the morning and then you just have your day for classes um my wife did that her first couple semesters and it worked out really well i also got a job once in the evening so i think we worked from like oh, i think it was from like five to eight or something like that it was a evening shift doing custodial work a lot of custodial shifts can be like early morning or late night just frees up your schedule during the day a lot of those classes take place during the day just in my experience, that worked really well. Being on campus is also nice just because I just got off work and I walked over from the MC to our recording booth here, and it's a five-minute walk. And that made it really simple for me, you know. So on campus is best if you can, and town is, even, is still good as well. Idaho Falls is not recommended, in my opinion. I've seen that be pretty tough for people. 
Yeah. What about you, Jelton? Yeah, I just agree with Colin. Um, as long as you don't have to do like a long drive in the middle of the day to go to work, because that adds another level of stress. Like, hey, I yeah. have to get out of class at 10 exactly because I have to drive 40 minutes to get to work. And then all that drive is time that you're not going to be studying. So mm -hmm. if you have like 15 credits, the 20-hour job, plus just time driving to Idaho Falls, whatever, um, that would not be recommended for sure. Yeah. No, I, I agree with you guys. I just don't find any benefits of driving 30 minutes back and forth and trying to meet that, you know, get to class on time and meet right. that deadline and stuff like that. Yeah. So, um, is there any uh, flow of classes that you guys recommend? Maybe that's worked for you throughout the semester. Like, hey, these classes really paired up well. Yeah, I feel like I've taken a few of those. Um, one semester just happened to be that I took from the same professor, and his teaching style worked really well, obviously back-to-back. -back, and I had him every single day. I didn't realize I had done that. But, um, yeah, I'd taken, and this is just for any communication majors, I guess, out there, but um, I did uh, organizational principles and, um, uh, oh, what is it called? I believe it's called uh, professional presentations from the same professor, um, Brother Embry. I'm not sure if he's still, um, I think he's on leave, if I'm not mistaken. I'm not sure when he might be back, but um, he just teaches in a similar way, and a lot of the things can translate from one to the other. Um, I just, I think also if you're just looking for maybe classes that work well, maybe try taking the same professor twice. I mean, sometimes that works out, sometimes it doesn't. I just happen to have a great semester that semester because I took two classes from him because his topics kind of translate a little bit um, and his teaching style was consistent through those both those classes. So I had always knew what I was in for and I was never stressed that semester with his classes. I was perfectly fine, excited to learn, and I learned a lot. Um, so that's just a recommendation I want to throw out there uh, for any communication majors. Hopefully that's still an option whenever you're listening to this. But yeah, what about you guys? Yeah, um, I can agree with Colin. And going back to the taking from the same professor, that's a really good opportunity to network because then you get to know the professor really well. And if they work in the area that your, your future career is, then you can network with them. So that's a, a really good suggestion for finding jobs in the future as well. Yeah. Um, but for me, I'm a biology major. So I'm taking all the biology, chemistry, physics classes, and they all have labs associated with it. Mm -hmm. So one suggestion that I usually do uh, give to students is take the lecture and the lab in the same semester if possible. Okay. Because um, then you can move on and next semester take the next class. And kind of like going along with what Colin said, if you can take, because sometimes classes they have organic chemistry one and organic chemistry two. If you can take those two classes from the same professor, it's a lot better. Because then the teaching style is going to change a lot if you take from different professors and it might just throw you off a little bit. I mean, yeah. it's doable, but it might throw you off a little bit. Yeah. Um, that's great suggestions. Um, <laughs> as far as my suggestion and recommendation in my experience uh, to all the comm <laughs> majors, I say do that intro to comm class soon as possible i know everyone dreads the 7 a.m <laughs> right portion of it but I, I really recommend to get that you know out the way soon as possible one being that um you don't have to take the 7 a.m class again mm -hmm. but two is just sometimes you go and you think you want to be in a certain area or major, you know, and 
maybe that class gives you the insight that, hey, I want to go a different direction. And I felt like, I mean, you know, you're going to get the credits either way. But before you go too deep into an area or major, I think it's important to find out what you like and love. Um, So I really suggest to do that class as soon as possible. But I've had classes that flow well together, like uh, my writing and communication and my visual media class oddly uh correlated with each other like uh i had to do a wordpress for visual media i had to do a wordpress for uh writing and communication careers so um anything that is sort of like in that repetitive stage like you're kind of going over it again uh in two different classes i definitely recommend um I love that thought of taking that same professor. I know sometimes, depending on the semester, winter, spring, whatever, they all switch up and stuff like that. Uh, But, yeah, I I think that creates a relationship. It creates that networking um, chemistry that you really need going forward into your major and career. Yeah, because I don't say I have a kind of a unique situation. I wasn't sure if I was going to even bring this up because it's kind of a weird situation that I'm in. I'm not mostly weird, but mostly just unique. I'm taking a um, a class, an HR class, human resources basics, essentially. Okay. We just go over like the broad view of what HR is, and that's kind of where I'm taking my major um, as a strategic comm major. Um, and I'm also doing my internship as an HR rep. <laughs> And the internship that I'm doing is pretty much from the ground up. We're building uh, HR principles for a nonprofit that didn't exist before. So we're doing a lot of building as we're Im- implementing these ideas. It's a lot of like ground up work, which I've never been in an HR position before. I've only learned about it. Um, and the my boss hasn't really implemented it before and really dealt with it too very much. So we're kind of learning together. So a lot of what we're doing is research and then implementing these ideas. And the nice thing is I'm taking this human resources class at the same time. So I'm learning about all the basics of human resources at the same time. I'm implementing what I'm learning in real time, which has been really nice because those those ideas are now stuck in my head and I'm practicing them as I'm learning them. So it's been really nice. And I don't know how easy it would be for most people to do what I'm doing right now, take an internship and the class that revolves around the internship at the same time. Because you can be like, well, I'm learning about this right now. I can implement it right away. That's going to stay in my head probably for a long time, hoping. So if you ever pull that off, if you get an internship, like a marketing internship, and you can take a marketing class and revolve around what you're doing, my advice, it's really helpful. I know it's a tricky one if you can swing it, but it's been really nice. But, you know, that's like a a diamond in a rough situation. But if you can get it, (laughs) it's it's great. Yeah, no, I appreciate you for sharing that uh, with us. Um, along those lines, uh, do you guys think, or do you have anything you wish you knew registering for classes that, you know, maybe in your experience, Hey, I wish I knew about this class or such and such, um, type of experience. Do you have any? Yeah. From an advising perspective and also a personal perspective, um, the main thing is know when you register for classes. Uh, that's on the BYUI portal. <laughs> the deadline. It tells you when it's going to be open, if it's at 6 a.m., if it's at 4 p.m. That's like a little thing that you're supposed to know. Um, also, if you're already meeting the prerequisites for that class, because you might be thinking, oh, I'm going to take this Com 300 level class, 
but you don't have the prereqs for it and it just throws you off and you have to change your course schedule. Um, so personally, one thing that I do, I look at the uh, registration system way, be way before registration is open and I make a tentative schedule. Like, oh, I'm going to take these classes, that's going to be my time, and that's the time that I can work next semester kind of thing. And it helps me a lot because when registration opens at 6 a.m., I know exactly what classes I'm going to add. Um, but yeah, besides that, um, if you can talk to people who have taken the classes you're going to take, that's really helpful because um, then you can know, okay, I should be expecting to spend like a lot of time reading textbooks this semester, whereas some other classes might not require that. So you can kind of see if you can take a little bit more credits this next semester because you're not going to be in class a lot or you're not going to be reading textbooks a lot, if that makes sense. Yeah, I actually do that every semester too. I actually didn't at first. My wife kind of taught me that. She's like, like literally a week before you register, just go through and see what's still available, what classes you want to take, and then make a tentative schedule. And then, yeah, as soon as midnight hits or whenever you reserve, like six in the morning, you just jump on and you have the classes and you just search them really quickly. You can get registered in like five minutes if you if you keep it concise i do also have like a checklist that i go by as well as i'm doing that a week in advance usually looking at the classes i feel bad even bring this up rate my professor <laughs> <laughs> yeah you know it's consistently worked for every once in a while i'll kind of get um uh led astray by it but it's rarely that it ever does usually it works out pretty well but i usually look at before i register for classes like who's teaching it right and then also where are they teaching it because that can be very important trying to make sure that you're not running all over campus in a crazy, like if you have a class in the morning from like nine o'clock in the Spory, then all of a sudden you have one in the Hinkley at like, you know, 10, 15. Um, and then another one in the Spory at like 11, <laughs> 11, 30. And you're like running back and forth all day long. You're going to get tired and you're going to be exhausted. And especially if you don't have a lunch, you're going to be hungry and tired. Yeah. Just be careful where you're scheduling and be aware of that. Like open up a map. If you're new, just be like, all right, well, where's the Hinkley building? It's like, oh man, I got to run all the way over there. Maybe I should look at a different location for this class or maybe not schedule this own semester. Just be aware of where you're running around, especially in the winter. Exactly. <laughs> That's yeah. rough. Yeah, that, I feel that is really important. Uh, I think now I know I have more sense to do so. But like you were just saying, like uh, if you have a class in a, you know, different various of uh, areas of the university and campus, just make sure you're uh, timely scheduling that. Uh, also related to that is the parking zones. <laughs> like, you know, yeah. really uh, you should look into that before that semester even starts. Mm -hmm. uh, see where you're going to be uh, most of the day. Uh, generally, like if you're really in the Sporey, if you're in the Hinkley area, just see what zones work for you. Yeah. Just so you're not going too crazy of running around too much. That's if you drive, of course. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I was like, I almost forgot about that. I I got spoiled. My wife works on campus and we have one car. So I have a parking. So I'm like That's a spoiled nice. brat parking wherever I want. <laughs> so I'm like, that used to be a thing though. I used to look and yeah. be like, well, if I'm in the Sporey all the time, then maybe I should get North parking. You know, or if I'm like, I'm not even going to be on that side of campus. I'll just get south. Like, depending yeah. on where you're going to go, yeah, maybe based off your classes, choose your parking pass wisely. Because yeah. otherwise, you're going to be parking so far away, it may be worth it just to walk wherever you live. <laughs> yeah. So just be aware of that, too. That's a really good point. Yeah, it's great. And also, I don't know, Jailton, you can correct me. I don't know what it's officially called, but I know that some classes have it where they start 
in the middle of the semester and some in the beginning, but it ends at the middle yeah. of the semester. I don't know what they're called, but I did that for my first semester on campus and I didn't realize it. Like it was that I just thought it was a two hour class just because. Uh, but yeah. <laughs> like then the teacher's like, Yeah, we only have two more weeks of this class. I'm like, What? Like, whoa, whoa, whoa. I'm like, yeah, but I love this class also. <laughs> like, so I kind of wanted to uh, linger a little longer. But, um, yeah, I, I just say, recommend to look for those classes. Maybe that's something that works in your schedule. Maybe that allows you to focus on the harder uh, classes that you register for as well. Yeah, just to clarify that you're talking about the first block and second block okay, courses. Yeah, that's yeah it sounds like something is. block classes. Yeah. I don't remember. <laughs> They're pretty helpful, especially if you drop classes, for example, after the deadline, but you need to um, have 12 credits for financial aid. So that's a good way to still have the 12. You're like, oh, the deadline's passed, but you can still have second block classes. Yeah. Yeah. So just be aware of deadlines again. Just read. <laughs> nice. You know, it's an interesting I didn't think about till just right now, mostly because we just went through COVID. Uh, some classrooms still have Zoom capabilities. Really? That might be something you want to be aware of, too, if you're worried that you might not be around as often. Some classes still offer it, some don't, but some rooms are designed so they can actually still do it. I don't know, something to think about. I mean, I don't know how else you would know that besides if you knew the rooms already. Like, I, I can look at most rooms in the sport and know which ones do Zoom, which ones don't now, because yeah. I've taken enough classes in all those rooms to know, like, oh, I know which one's... I can go to, and if I'm taking a class in there, I know I can do Zoom potentially, especially with that professor, knowing whether or not a professor can do Zoom. But it's something to keep in mind, maybe, if you've been here long enough. That probably is less for um, for freshmen and more for seniors, I would say, that probably have gone through it already. But you never know. It might be an option depending on which classroom you're in. Yeah. yeah. And, and you can always reach out to the instructors too. That's, True. That's something that I usually do. If I want to know exactly what the coursework is going to be like, I just reach out to them because they're the ones heading up the course. Right? Yeah. So. And professors are always really good to respond. Yeah. Yeah. I'm so happy you brought that up because I was in class today looking at all the mics hanging down. Yeah. I'm like, how long are they going to have that for? You know, I kind of <laughs> hope that they keep it there and eventually we have remote seats as well. Like if, hey, you don't actually have to come to campus, you can be in person and be in Ohio. Like... You know, that's just my own one day hope. That'll probably be uh, well beyond when I'm graduated. But yeah, uh, a nice option. Yeah. You know, I'm thinking about the future right now. You know, I'm just planning it out. (laughs) Future. I'm not not even involved in the future planning and I'm sitting here planning it out and be like, I'll go to Iring's death. uh, Death. 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 (laughs) Desk. We'll cut that part out. (laughs) I'll go to his desk after (laughs) I'm done with school and be like, here's my plan for campus. Just so you know. Not his death. <laughs> Gosh. <laughs> so on that note, um, what are, has been some of your popular uh, classes or electives taken so far? Honestly, this class. Uh, so right now, working for the podcast is the radio <laughs> practicum. You can take it twice. The second time you work on the podcast, the first time you do projects. It can be anything from doing like PSAs to doing um, the perfect score soundtrack. Um I loved all the projects I did in this class and this practicum for communication majors specifically. I think other majors can take it, but um, if you're a communication major and looking for a practicum, um, 
if you don't mind listening to yourself all the time because you have to sit there and record yourself and then edit your audio, you listen to yourself a lot in this yeah. practicum. For hours. For hours. <laughs> um, but if you're good with that and you like the idea of like recording or even be on a podcast, because one of the last projects you do in the practicum the first time is record one episode of a, of a podcast and you get the feel for it. And I had a blast and I'm still loving it. I, If I had one more semester, I would do this again for sure. So nice. any communication majors looking for practicum, radio practicum, top of my list. Yeah. Because of my graduate school's plans, I don't I didn't have a lot of elective room. So the ones that I took were like I remember taking uh, an intro to French class, not intro to French, introduction, the first cl- French class, French 101. Yeah. And that was my elective and I loved it. Um, I love the teacher. I love just learning French because I, I really like learning new languages. And uh, so that was really good for me. But one thing that I always tell students is that they don't have to just take random classes. Sometimes they just come like, hey, I need to take electives to graduate. I just don't know what to take. Can I just take random classes? I'm like, technically, you can take whatever you want. You can take rock climbing if you want. Might be a fun class. But you can also just focus those elective credits to something that you want to improve on. Yeah. Um, so you can add a certificate and do like a personal training certificate and then you're going to have that piece of paper as well. So yeah. just be smart. Use your electives wisely. Just don't take random courses that are not going to add anything to you. To you. So. Oh, I love that advice, man. Do we have a rock climbing? We do have a rock climbing class. Wow. <laughs> I sometimes, crazy. as a senior, I realized I wasted mine. And I was like, oh, there are so many cool things you could have done. I would recommend going and talking to advising. Because they'll know better than, as someone who had did not know better, they know better. <laughs> yeah, exactly. They, they know what you can you can take. They have a lot of information. So yeah, go hit them up. Yeah, um, I have to agree with you, Colin. <laughs> it's bad. It's not because we're you know podcast students, but I love the radio <laughs> practicum right as well. Uh, it's fun. Yeah, next to it, I say the scroll. Yeah, uh, is really great or any elective where you're working in teams, networking. I'm going to love that. I love to reach out to other people, see what type of relationship this would bring in the future for me. Right. Uh, so this is definitely one of those classes. Scroll is another great one. I know there's tons of other practicums I haven't or a lot this I haven't even reached yet. So I'm looking forward to it, and um, I really appreciate that suggestion. So uh, we asked some students what their best class was and the reasons why. So let's listen to some of those, and um, let's give a little opinion on it, you know, and just uh, yeah. fill it out. Let's do so it. So here's the first one. Um, I think the best class I ever had was Finance 401. No, 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 sorry. Finance 411 um, with Brother Galbraith. Um, I really liked that class because um, we were learning like specific skills that were um, very relevant to the industry, but not just that, but the professor um, was very real with us and he wanted the best for us and he would ask us what he could do to help us. Um, and just overall, he would work one on the professor would work one on one with us. So that's what made the best the class the best for me. One of the best classes I ever took was Psych 111 with uh, John Skalski, and it's because um, the reason that I liked it so much was um, I don't personally like 
beforehand, I didn't really like psychology at all, but just because of the way he was so passionate about it and the way he taught it, um, got me really into it and actually made me uh, enjoy psychology. So, my favorite class up here has been the intro to welding yeah, class. Yeah. I'm taking that right now. But what do you guys think of those uh, so far? That what they said. Uh, your opinions. So have you ever taken any of those classes they just mentioned? Just Psych 111. Um, I would say that one's a really good one to take. If you just want to know what psych's all about, I think there's a lot of misconceptions. My wife's a psych major, so I kind of knew about a lot of the misconception as I went in there. Um, but I was able to expound upon those misconceptions and then like understand what psychology really is and what people think it is and how a lot of the times that was incorrect. A lot of people go in and be like, oh, this is going to be like, you know, it's going to be one way. And then you walk out and be like, wow, I've learned a lot. Like I've learned about like best studying practices, like memory, how to best utilize your memory. You know, our memory is terrible, <laughs> you know? And he's like, well, here's ways you can like help your memory. Also, here's best ways to get sleep. And here's what happens if you don't get good sleep to your brain. And you just like learn all these things. Like, oh, you know, this is actually very relevant to a college student. I would recommend pretty much anyone take that class. It's a, it's a bit tough. You're learning a lot of the complicated subjects, but if you're thinking about psychology, that'll pretty much the best way to call that class. It's a good weed out class. And if you don't actually care that much about psychology, or if you think it's one thing and it's not, it'll let you know whether or not you should actually be taking psych classes. Nice. Yeah. And then for students who might be kind of, I don't know what major to pursue kind of thing. I think the intro classes would help a lot. So like intro to psychology, intro to international studies, user electives take those. They're usually like just one credit classes so they can help you know, Oh, I dislike psychology very much. So I know that I'm not going to pursue that as my career. And then you can focus on different areas. So again, just be smart. Yeah, I, I love that advice. Um, one class that I must recommend or uh, recognize uh, in one of those segments that I didn't play, uh, they were talking about uh, Brother Jenkins' class, the interpersonal theories and practices. Yes. Amazing. If you love guys really value communicating, networking, getting into something like that, please take that class either from him or Mr. Bean or uh, uh, Brother Bean. Brother Bean, yeah. Mr. Bean. Mr. Bean. <laughs> Brother Bean I'm sure he's is, gotten that more than once. Yeah. is amazing he's as a good well. Guy. <laughs> um, but uh, that, that uh, class really dives deep into uh, the emotions and, you know, the verbal and nonverbal communication of uh, people. Yeah, so I really appreciate that. So if you guys have any other opinions or, you know, thoughts of what your favorite class is, please let us know. You've been listening to The Spot, a production of BYU-Idaho Radio. Today's hosts were Jailton Farias, Colin Dupuis, and John McSwain. The views and opinions of this podcast are not that of BYU-Idaho Radio or the university and are solely the opinions of the hosts. The episode was edited by me, Nina Shaken. Producers were the hosts with supervision by Brandon Isle. Our theme music is Finding Happiness by DJ Quads and The Perpetual Ticking of Time by Artificial Music. 
To listen to more episodes of The Spot, like and follow us on social media, or visit our website, byuy.edu slash radio, and click podcasts. Be sure to subscribe to the BYU-Idaho Radio podcast on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, SoundCloud, or wherever you get your podcasts. And also leave a review of the show and leave a comment on what we should talk about next.